Episode Ep- five. Episode five. The end and the beginning. So many things to talk about. We thought we were going to get an episode out two weeks after this last one. I'm pretty sure it's a month on the dot again. Yeah, it didn't happen. So right now we're you know pacing for 12 episodes by the end yeah. of the, by the end of the year. Hopefully we'll put out more than that. I think we can. I think we can. Summer's going to probably offer a little more time. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I mean, obviously we're in full force with the NBA playoffs. Yep, Golden State swept Portland. We'll get to our yeah we'll our get new to, segment. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, we there's got, a lot that's happened in MMA. The draft happened. NFL draft. The NFL happened. draft happened. So we'll definitely talk about some of the stuff there. We got and well, tell me about the lottery on the NBA. They just assigned the order, and then the draft comes. Later. Yeah, so they assign the the lottery happened, mm-hmm. and New York gets snubbed. This is my whole theory that the NBA is rigged. Yeah, <laughs> it's T- just rigged. Tell me more. Um, well, well, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry, I've got some buddies that are firm believers in it, and I've kind of bought into it a little bit. That it's maybe, I don't know. I could be wrong to say that a sport is fixed is bold statement. Pretty bold statement, but. You know, it just, it's so funny how they talk and talk and talk about New York, New York, the Knicks, number one pick. They're going to get Zion Williamson. And then they don't even get the, <laughs> they don't, they don't get the lottery pick. Yeah. So it, New Orleans gets it right. And, and then like Zion like laughs about it. But then like two days later is like, oh yeah, I'm excited to play for the Pelicans. Hmm. I think it's all a ploy. It's all just for like attention, sort of. But that what I do want to say about Zion and the Pelicans. The funniest thing about it is all the memes of Zion, oh, like yeah. packing cake on freaking <laughs> the off season to like to lose out or to not get drafted by the Pelicans. Yeah. Then there was like a I can't remember who wrote the article. I don't think it was Woj, but someone wrote an article how about how like the it was a very long-winded phrase, but it basically was like the uh, the cruel reality that Zion Williamson could return to Duke because of the NBA lottery, draft lottery. <laughs> it's like, eh, I don't know if I buy that. That seems far. I mean, no matter who you're playing for, if you're the number one overall pick, you're going to get paid. Well, and it's still possible that New York, like... Moves around. Moves, or gives up, like, the farm. Just to get uh, them. There you, you know, go. You know, like, and they've got money to give max contracts to a couple guys. So we'll see what happens there. I don't know. So the draft happened on on a person. The draft has not happened. The lottery, I mean, sorry, the draft, lottery happened. Yeah, the lottery has happened. The draft happens in June. Oh, wow. Okay. So well after the playoffs and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we went to kill Tony. Yeah. That was awesome. It was so funny. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, man. We had a little bit of a last minute mix up. feel bad up. that your wife wasn't able to join. I know. Me too. I'm glad um, I got to take her place. And yes. Really, it was the first time I'd even like... Been know, exposed like, to been expo- Yeah, exposed to Kill Tony. Know, now know who Tony Anchcliffe is. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of lot of people and like out of the 10 people that went up there i was impressed by about eight of them yeah and then there was the two where i was like why did you put your name in that 
Like, I was scared to death to, like, I thought you had to put your name in the hat when you, like, upon entrance. <laughs> Not like it was, like, Jeff's you, like, you why, had to... Why are you making me do this? <laughs> yeah, so I was kind of, like, a little nervous, and then I think you explained it, like, shortly before we walked in that you didn't have to, and I was like, all right, well, that's, that's much better. But you put your name in the hat, so you could have been I tried. There, but... I wanted it bad, too. But Sounds like you had some jokes. I had some jokes, and once once Jeremiah Watkins and... um. Josh uh, Jimenez came out. They're the band guys as the Canadians. Isn't it Joel? Joel Jimenez. Sorry. Joel, yeah. Um, they uh they come out in costumes every time. They're the band. Yeah. And they came out as Canucks. And so I was gonna change my jokes to being racist against Canadians for sure. Yeah. Because if you're from Bellingham, you you understand. I happened to. I I don't know if you noticed there was a there was a portion of the set where like they were still live, but Joel could not hold his bladder any longer. Oh, he had to bail. So I was taking a piss at the same time that he was in <laughs> the, oh, you the public bathroom. Yeah, everyone's like, "What the hell is he doing in here?" That's funny. Yeah, so it was pretty baby funny. bladders, man. Yeah, they strike. Dude, I'm. I'll be the first to admit I have a baby bladder, so it's <laughs> like, is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, but it was hilarious. It was packed. I think there was like three full pages of names signed up by yeah. the time we got there. Yeah. We, it was, but it was so funny. Everybody, yeah. and and what's cool about it is like you meet those guys afterwards, and they're just the nicest dudes. Yeah, they were so super chill, cool. super yeah. cool. Took a photo with us. Yes, yeah. Signed was, your poster. Yep, I got a poster signed by all of them. They all we got to all like walk down the line, shake their hands, say what up, and thank them. And yeah, and it, what else was cool about it was he was mentioning that the comedy act. It was a late show. It started yeah, at ten. It started at but 10. the comedy act earlier in the night. Um, was actually someone that they had found on the Kill, yeah. Kill Tony yeah. tour and then actually got like a um, last comic standing. Okay. And now he's like a full touring comedian. Working comedian. Yeah. yeah. It, Pretty cool. It's super cool. And I thought it was super, It's you know, they roast you for 10 minutes yeah, after you yeah, have like yeah. a minute of com- comedy. And it's hilarious. And everyone goes along with it. Everyone's super cool about it. But then it's cool to also see that they're like appreciative that s- those individuals had the balls to get up yep. there and and actually perform for yep. you know a minute. So they run a super clean production. Yeah, I mean they stream it live. They've got it down. I mean they're for a live show where they're pulling random people off the audience. They keep that thing moving. Yeah, and it was it was well run. Yeah, and yeah. They do a great job of making the people feel with the, with the courage for the first timers because right. I mean, a lot of them that night were first timers, and they they really appreciate that. You can tell that they're like, give it up for them, like make sure you, and they also like give a preface like, don't ever heckle them, right? Because we're probably gonna get to any joke you could ever come up with. Yeah. We're gonna get to that right away. Don't worry. But also like leave them alone. You totally, know? it'd be so hard. Not only is are they up in front of a crowd, but you're also streaming live on YouTube. Yeah. Which is intense. Yeah. That guy, that poor guy with the braids in the ponytails. <laughs> the guy that you were convinced was selling meth. He's <laughs> cooking meth. Yeah. <laughs> cooking meth. He couldn't answer what his job yeah, was. Yeah, he couldn't tell tell people what his job was, which clearly means he he's either cooks meth 
or he probably works in the cannabis industry and doesn't really want to talk yeah, about it. Yeah, be super loud about it. But yeah, yeah. Tony goes, so why can't you answer my question about your job? And then the immediate question, do you cook meth? <laughs> in Tony's, Tony's voice. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, Kill Tony was amazing. It was amazing. awesome. Yeah, that was a really fun time. Yeah. And, and last thing about that. Those four guys, they're all comedians. They could be spending their time coming to a small comedy club like Spokane. That's where a lot of like lesser known comedians get known as they right. tour those places. They could have all just shown up on their own, done their own thing, probably sold just as well of a crowd on average between them and then left for the weekend. But instead, they do this entire show devoted to just giving John and Jane Doe a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's so cool. To totally. This the the simple concept of their show. I think it's it's impressive in that I think they, it was they one don't of, need this limelight. Right. You know? Right. And I think it was also one of those after I saw it, I was like, Yeah. If it ever comes through again, maybe I would throw my name in that. Yeah. Just yeah. to see if I got picked and yeah. you know. Who who knows? I think just getting roasted for ten minutes is probably the the funnest part about it. Dude. Not oh even delivering gosh. the comedy, like Yes. Your comedy might be but right, but your the conversation afterwards totally. might be hilarious totally. or just memorable. Totally. So, yeah, Kill Tony was amazing. And then uh got some pop culture stuff. Yeah, man. Thrones, Throne Game of Thrones ended. Yeah. Here's your spoiler alert now. Here, yeah, here's your spoiler alert. It ended and the last two seasons the writing kind of sucked. So what I keep hearing from everybody, it's the consensus. And have you not watched the final episode? I, no, we we finished it and okay. everything. I just, for me, it was like it's been almost a decade for this show to end. I'm just gonna like, I I don't know Let what I'm gonna watch what after this. So I don't right. have anything queued up to care about. So I'm like, I'm just gonna enjoy it and leave it alone. I liked Aaron Rodgers' take on it. Did you see his interview about it? I was gonna watch that, but I didn't see it, what he, happened. He 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 was kind of talking about it, and you could tell he was disappointed. Um, but then I think a lot of people, well, one of the questions that was asked of him was like, what do you, you know, were you disappointed with the writing? Like, or something along those lines. And he, he answered the question and then was like, and you know, I'm pretty sure those guys were also busy writing Star Wars this last couple years. So maybe they're pretty busy. Give them a break. Like, <laughs> um, but they asked him like who they felt like should have been, you know, the rightful heir to the Iron Throne, and right. I think he said Danny, which he did, huh? Interesting. For a while, she kind of was, but yeah, they just took. I mean, for her character arc specifically, to turn her mad at the end is like. But that was. I mean, I kind of thought that was coming too. Yeah, her dad was mad. The Mad King. Yeah. You know, it runs in the family. I guess, yeah, you got... Anger issues. Yeah. Yeah, okay, all right. I mean, could just be simply that. I was just hoping that she would, like, break the mold of the, the crazy Targaryens. Yeah. But whatever. But it's kind of crazy, too, though. Like, you look at, like, how it ended. Spoiler alert. Yeah, <laughs> just um, be aware, folks. There was also a Targaryen who claimed to love her, and what did he do? Slid a knife between her ribs. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... That was freaking brutal, too. Like, dude, John's... Another story arc... It was really. very... It kind of... 
this is going to, people are going to hate me for saying this, but it was almost like Romeo and Juliet. Ah, like a tragedy. Yeah. It was like a, you know, they kind of made this tragedy and except John didn't die. Yeah. I struggle with his like exile. Like the end of his story Mm -hmm. is like, you've got the last Targaryen and he's got this amazing history and he had this amazing journey. Yeah. And now he's just going to go live in exile. And it's just, it, not exile, but alone or, or away with the free folk in the north and everything. It's just kind of like, ah, I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have him sail off with Arya or something. They were always best friends from the beginning. Like, have him go with her. Be like, all right, I'm going to go with Arya. I don't have any place here. In any- I've been to all of these lands. I've essentially fought a battle in every possible, you know, spot. Let me get out of here. Yeah. So I, I just, that bummed me out. There were a lot of there were some funny memes that oh yeah some of the some of my good buddies sent me today on our group text and yeah, there buddy. was like a there was like a picture of Arya and then a picture of the director and he goes the meme says we kind of forgot that we spent two seasons building Arya into a face shifting assassin <laughs> she didn't really assassinate <laughs> yeah yeah then there was like there was one where it's a picture of uh, Grey Worm. And with the unsullied, and he goes, it says, and then there's a picture of the director, and it says, we, we kind of forgot that the unsullied were leaving anyway, so John didn't have to go to take the non-existent Night's Watch. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of forgot that we spent seven seasons building up the deeper significance of the Army of the Dead, what their purpose was, or why they lo- loved swirly symbols, so we decided to kill them off with no closure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so many things. Oh, and then we kind of forgot Sam stole the books from the Citadel. But why? <laughs> we kind of forgot why we made Cersei pregnant in the first place. And also, fetal alcohol syndrome. Because <laughs> there's a picture of her drinking Just wine while she's pregnant. drinking wine, dude, I know. Oh, man. Just like funny stuff. Children of the forest or whatever and the whole the Starks worshipping the old gods that were more in tune with the nature and all that, like, it's all gone. The yeah. first the first man turning into the White Walkers and blah 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 blah. All that it's all it's all just like who cares now? Yeah. It's, we're just gonna jump right back into really lame, just normal human conflict. Like you're not like cutting into any levels deeper for like symbolism or significance or, or like parallels in storytelling. You're just like humans are suck. Humans are terrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like we know. We know that. <laughs> yeah, we know. We so, definitely know. And then like Bran being like, I wouldn't have come all this way. I know, it's like flexing real but hard. But then he didn't, But and then he, he completely contradicts himself later on and he's like, well, I don't want to be king. But then before that, he had said, I wouldn't have come all this way had I not. You know, it's like, like try to be a little more reluctant, Bran, please. Like you didn't. <laughs> well, that's just like an error in the writing, in yeah. my opinion. It was just like, that made no sense. But yeah, because it's he's too still powerful. It's he's, still a great, great series to scale for sure. Oh, from start to finish, bookend to bookend. It. I mean, we won't see anything like it until they probably get into some. I mean, until Lord of the Rings, we hadn't seen anything really right. like Game of Thrones. Right. And so now, it's probably gonna be Lord of the Rings that tops it next with whatever Amazon yeah. series or whatnot's yeah. coming up next. But Game of Thrones. Top to bottom, you're right. It's a, it's a great show. And 
if you're really upset about the show, go read the books. Yeah. yeah. Well, and some people believe that like maybe it, they did it this way so that the book the you know, the books that still need to be written can be um, untouched can, will or be like they'll sell even better. That's actually dude, tanking. Yeah. The cinematics to sell more novels maybe. Wow, I know that's a possibility. Losing the last two games of a football season to get the number 1 pick. It's not unheard of. Browns, the Browns have been doing it for years. <laughs> to no avail. Um, dude, there's a meme of Eric Andre, you know, the crazy dude. And he's like smashing himself against a fence. And it's like Phoenix working themselves up and getting the top three picks only to restructure every season. Like Eric Andre, he's a good meme for a lot of emotions. Yeah. It, and I just think of some of those franchises where they just can't, they work so hard. And they make move, move, moves, moves, moves. And then it's just average always or right. below average. Disappointing. Disappointing. To, to say the least, yeah. Do we want to talk about Avengers? Yeah, well, I haven't seen it yet. So oh, I'm not going to be able to comment on it. But it does tie into our uh, yes, our uh, title. episode title, yep. the end and the beginning, because Avengers Endgame. Ooh. I still need to see it. It sounds like you've seen it. Yep. It's on IMAX. Nice. And it was awesome. I bet it was sweet. Three yeah. hours, huh? It was a long one for sure. Yeah. But compared to like last season of Game of Thrones, for example, and I'm sure a lot of people say this already, but to wrap up a, a body of work, man, Avengers. I mean, somebody was chopping onions in that theater. I don't know what was going on, but I started tearing up. Yeah? And yeah, and it was somebody chopping onions in the seat behind me, but... <laughs> There were some points in that movie where it was like amazing acting, amazing pacing and writing and just, yeah, you're going to love it. I don't want to say anything else. um, Yeah, I got to go see it before before it exits the theaters. Oh, that's one of those where they'll probably bring it back or they'll just leave it there for months, you know, because it's like, why not? I'll go see it at one of the discount theaters here in town where it's like, yeah, I might not be seeing it on IMAX, but. It's still going to be so cool theater. Sweet. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's what we've been doing for the past month. Yeah. Some other, some other stuff in the background working up, but hopefully, hopefully I have more news about that maybe next month. Yeah. But yeah, there's uh there's a lot going on in life, man. A lot going on in life. You got so. any big uh, Memorial Day weekend plans? I actually, we don't, um, because it's just been so busy and yeah. we kind of forgot to plan something. <laughs> <laughs> it can happen that way. Yeah. Which is cool though. Hey, long I, weekend. I, I've sometimes having that three day long day weekend where you're just chilling at home is yeah. really, really nice. Yeah. We did so. a lot of spring cleaning this past weekend. So maybe it's time to we built that fireplace. Maybe actually yeah. make a fire. There That'd you be go. Fun. Roast some Marlowe's. Yeah. yeah. What are you guys doing? Uh, we're heading up to, uh, the in-laws property Ooh. up on the, uh, Coeur River. Hell yeah, And And uh, going to camp for the weekend, and I'll do some fly fishing again. Excellent. I went last weekend. Good. Nice. Caught some just pigs. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a legendary day on the water. Excellent. So hoping for another one, but it gets really busy up there. Yeah. On Memorial Day weekend, to be expected. Naturally. So sometimes it's the waters get, you kind of have to... 
it's better to go Saturday than it is Sunday, even though it's busy. And you got to get on the water kind of early because it can get fished out in certain parts. But fish haven't really been biting until midday anyway. So Mm. sometimes it's just a matter of right place, right right Mm. time, right hole. That's awesome. Fishing season, baby. Yeah, man. It's been... It's off to a good start. I've only gone a couple times, and last week was like, I, it was probably the biggest cutthroat I've ever caught in, on, a, on a dry fly. So excellent cutthroats, mm. endangered, mm. catch and release. Yeah, naturally, that's what fun though. Fun, did. fun, fun fish to catch. Yeah, and it was just, just like, stuff. yeah, we just. It was there. It was kind of like there wasn't anything that they weren't taking. Because sometimes uh, they get really picky about the fly yep. you're throwing at them. These so fish were not fickle. Biting anything. It was nice. I literally caught. I don't even think that. I think I switched my fly probably six times, and they were still taking stuff. Dude. Yeah. Um. Do you guys tie your own flies? I don't. And you, know, you gotta have a lot of patience. Our buddy does though. Yep. I keep trying to get him together with my dad when he comes yeah. into town because my dad ties his own flies. Right. And I know well, we've that had conversations with your dad about, about it. When yeah, you and talk. Yeah, we talked for like an hour and a half just on fly fishing stuff. I felt bad because I was over here to hang out with you and I'm just talking to your dad the whole time. No, nah, dude, I love it. I love when I love when my people mix. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I if I could um, I if I could bring every person I know and pack them into a warehouse. And we all just hang out and there's some, I don't know, a bunch of events going on, but we're all just socializing. I would do it, you know? Right. I love it. Especially with my family and my friends because we're getting older now and it's just fun. Like these are the people I spend time with if I don't, on the weekends, I don't see my family. So it's like, let's all get together. I want you guys to meet, I want you guys to see each other and, and be around each other. Yeah. So I get happier the less I say and the more <laughs> I can just see people like if the house is loud and everybody's talking to each other, I'm like, yeah, this feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a good host. Everyone's talking. Yeah. You feel good about the hosting for sure. You're like, yeah. excellent. And then but, you end up getting a buzz a little too much. And then, <laughs> then you turn to a bad host. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then dad and Susan go home early and yep. Yeah. Like, they get Yeah. It. We're too old for this now. So they can, yeah, they can, they, can sense the energy shift over into a little zany and then yeah. they're like we're gonna oh, a little tired now a little tired we're gonna let you guys yeah. continue to have a good night yeah see you in the morning <laughs> breakfast at nine all right yeah okay see you at 11 but yeah does tie his own flies yep. he's caught fish on his own flies which is nice cool he's let he's given us flies to use which is cool he ties a lot of bigger stuff. I think it's starting to tie smaller stuff too, but yeah. yeah. Just depends so. what you're fishing for. Should be fun up there this weekend though. I'm looking That's going to be awesome, man. That's going to yeah. be great. Yeah. Memorial weekend. I love this weekend. Um, it's kind of like the true kickoff to summer. Totally. So that's the intro. We talked about a lot of pop culture stuff. We, we, we wrapped in a few sports references, so this is still a sports podcast. Yeah, and you know, we're getting to the point where this is our fifth episode. I think we can talk about whatever the f- we want to talk yes, about. Yes, exactly. I think people are either in or they're out at this point, so let's, right. let's just go for it. You know, since it's already happened and it's 
first on the list to talk about. We probably should dig back into the NBA. Yeah. We saw the Warriors sweep the Blazers, which, you know, that was a really, really surprising. It was surprising to me. Like, I believe that the I believe that the Warriors were going to win the series no yes. matter what. Yeah. But I did not expect them to sweep the Blazers, especially the way the Blazers had played throughout the playoffs. Absolutely, in the Western Conference Finals. In the yeah, in the Western Conference Finals, I've got friends in Portland that were probably just absolutely heartbroken. Yeah, I mean, you work so hard, and it it was tough too because like sound like in Game Two, Dame Damian Lillard injured his rib or separated a rib or something. something but then the, he tried to say like tell the media that he didn't think it was affecting his game but i'm like i can't imagine that's comfortable a rib, no a ribs running up and down the court breathing uh, heavy like no yeah i got a buddy in jujitsu is yeah had a broken rib and it's like he can't do anything right you, you, i mean he can do a little bit of like cardio stuff but when it comes to any like physical contact you can't because like the first natural thing especially in basketball is you're pushing people's core right like their torso so Catch a hand, elbow, shoulder, yeah. thigh, anything. Like, you're just like... Yeah. And jump, you're right. Jumping up, landing, like, anticipating a landing after taking a shot. Like, it all plays into it. Yeah. In in a four-game sweep in the Western Conference Finals, you're right. With No what, Kevin Durant. No KD. No, no DeMarcus Cousins. No Boog. Uh, Iguodala, I don't believe, played in the last game. And then game. he got hurt. You're right. Um. So, like, they did... They, they went, like... San Antonio Spurs team ball. I know, dude. And yeah, they still have Clay Thompson out there. They still have Steph Curry. They still have Draymond, who yep. has been playing very, very well. He's been playing great. Um, and I think it just goes to show, like, you know, they could win championships before Kevin Durant got there, before DeMarcus Cousins got there. They can, I think they can still win a championship without him. And the, the crazy thing about it is they could be, you know, set the all-time or tie the all-time, like, season record. Right. For wins and losses. And then they can turn around and lose 20-some games with all those superstars and still just get it done in the playoffs. Sweeping a team in the Western Conference Finals with, you know, the injuries that they had, I just thought it was pretty incredible. It's, like it's just a serious statement. And then you watch the Bucks and the Raptors, yeah. which their series is tied to, too. I mean, they're a ways away from finishing yes. that. I mean, you're at least a week from now. Totally. You know, so it's like, dude. And then it's probably at least two to three days before the Game finals Game one, start. finals. Yeah, so I so, mean, Golden State has already been on rest. That happened a few days ago. Yeah. A couple might days on, ago. It might be 14 days before. I mean, dude. So now, Iguodala's rested up. KD's probably feeling great. Yeah. Boogie's not, he's not at all coming back I don't believe season, so. Right? No, I don't, I don't think. And yeah. they... Why would they push it? I mean, I mean, yeah, just so he can say he got to play in the playoffs, yeah. was, but whatever. But you're right, Portland, the way they handled in the statement they did OKC mm-hmm. and how, and then to roll in, it's just weird. Nuggets. It, yep. Yeah. yeah. It's just real statement series. Like, totally. we're, we're the better team. Yeah. And we're going to take this down. And, and it, I, I kind of talked a little bit about this in the notes, but. They've got young talent. I think that they might be like another superstar away mm. from like, and look, it's hard to forecast this because they just got swept. <laughs> but, you know, I don't think that they're like, I think that they're maybe only a piece or two away from 
really mixing it up in the West. And compare it to and, the and, Bucks. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. the Bucks losing to Boston last year and then come back this year and yeah. straight handle them. Right. You know, right. you're you, you're absolutely right. What if Portland's like the poor man's Golden State right now? Could be. It's a tough market though to yeah. recruit to. I, like Damien's originally from the Bay Area, so I, I bet he grew up a Warriors fan. He's close to home, West Coast, you know, like... Probably a cool fan base, though. I mean, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they got the whole Rip City thing going. Portland fans are loyal. They're great. They deserve a championship. But it's just, it's a smaller metro market. When you okay. look at, like, the big markets, you know, comparatively, yeah. it's just a... T- and they're the only thing there besides the Timbers. Mm-hmm. There's not a professional baseball team, not a professional football team. Hockey, maybe eventually, but Seattle is going to get that. They're going hockey first. Team first. Wait, so, yeah. you know, it's not. They have, you know, they have the Portland Winterhawks, which is a WHL team, but. Okay. That's, you know, who like the Spokane Chiefs play. Gotcha. So young kids that are. Yeah. You know, prospects. Few prospects. A couple of them have already been drafted. Mm hmm. And they're just, you know, playing their way up the ranks. Staying, so, staying sharp. That's cool. But yeah, to to circle back as we did Spiderweb there quite That's a bit. That's it. Right. Um, I'm interested to see what will happen in the offseason if they can maybe lure a big name their way. Because they've got young talent. McCollum's good. Nick Collins. Yeah. Nick Collins. Collins is starting to come on a little bit. I think you're right. Nick Collins. Or Zach Collins. Zach Collins, because he's the GU kid, right? He's the GU kid, yeah. It's Zach Collins. I I was, it's Zach, yeah, right? Yeah. I was thinking of Nick Nick Collison. Yes. The old trusty (laughs) Seattle supersonic turned OKC. He got, I think he got his jersey retired this year for OKC, didn't he? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Dude, he stuck with that organization through the move. He never, that's crazy. Yeah, I remember that. Or he may, maybe he came back. We'd have to look that up. All right. We don't have to do it right now, but we'll have to circle back on that next episode. Yeah, a little Nick Collison segment. Yeah, but yeah, Collins, GU boy, Gonzaga kid. He was starting he, to dude, he's, help out a yeah, little bit. He's coming off the bench. I, I think that he'll be. I think he can actually be a pretty good player in the NBA. Okay, I like his game. Yeah. All right. Who are you picking in the uh, um, East? It's tough to root against the Bucks right now, man. I just see that happening. They they play really good team ball too. They're fun to watch. I think either one of those teams would be fun to watch against the the Warriors. I think that they could at least win two games. I think the Bucks could maybe win three. Okay. So I think that they could turn it into a seven game series. I don't foresee either one of those teams being able to knock off the Warriors, but it would be even though I'm a big Clay fan. I'd love to see the Warriors win. It would be kind of cool to see somebody else, you know? Like, we always dog the East. We always, always talk about the how, the, how bad the East is. But yeah. what if the East could bring home a championship? Against the best in the West. And the- maybe, like, maybe the best team of all time. Could be. Not, it- like, this specific season, but, like, if you t- you're talking about the guys that are on the court, yes, Durant, Curry, Thompson, Draymond Green, and then the support coming the off support. the bench with Iguodala, Livingston, yeah, yeah, Iguodala, Looney, yep, Kevin Looney plays well, yep, yeah, and 
shoot, they just they've got depth, man. So much depth. It's annoying. It's annoying <laughs> how much depth they have. Yeah. This next one, I don't mean to cut us off. We could no. I mean, well, I think we're I think we're I think we're good kind of covering the the yeah. playoff uh where things stand with the playoffs. Obviously we Toronto and Milwaukee are tied two two. Two two, yeah. So it's I mean and if that's you going, haven't been paying attention, that's, that's a fun to, series to watch. Is that going back to Milwaukee? Yeah. Do they go one 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 at the end or is it two three two two? Or two three two. I can't remember. I think it's two two one one one. One one one. The next game is at Milwaukee. Right? Thursday, May twenty third, tomorrow night. Yep. At so Milwaukee, then it goes to Toronto, then it goes. So yeah, one one one. Yeah, it goes one one one. All right. Okay. We were right. Yeah, so hop in on that series if you haven't been watching yeah, it. It's, it's fun a, right now. It's, it's been fun. They've, they've been going back and forth. And Giannis and Kawhi Leonard, they're, they're playing good, man. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, it's, fun look, to, it's fun to see that kind of showdown. Yeah. Mariners, Trev, are they are they fun to watch right now? No. Okay. No, it's, it's a sad, sad time to be a Mariners fan. Literally went from worst to first, or first to worst. First to worst. First to freaking worst, man. It's worth, and, and so that means we're officially back in the cellar of the AL West. Okay. American There's League, been some injuries. Western Division There's, right, Conference. <laughs> American League, right? The American League West. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. There we go. Yeah, they're not, they're not, um, they're not fun to watch right now. In fact, okay. The NHL playoffs are even more fun to watch yeah, than the Mar- when, when the Mariners. But before we get there, I have a meme I have to share. All right, let's do it. I, I have see. to share because my wife, like my wife transition. shared this with me. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. Supporting the show. She sent a meme today to myself and, and it had a, the top picture shows Jon Snow. Uh-oh. And it says, disappointed after eight seasons. And then the bottom picture is a group of Mariners fans. And it says, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. I mean, truly, yeah, I, I, truly. I can't I can't think of a truer meme that I've uh, that don't, I've seen. Don't in, complain around a Mariners in the last, fan, in the last sure. month or two. Yeah. Like you think eight seasons, you were disappointed after eight seasons of Game of Thrones. It's been pretty tough to be a Mariners fan these last eight years. It's probably uh, been a lot longer than that, to be quite honest with you. It just blows my mind that yeah. a team, especially after things like Seattle, like when, because you could argue that the dynasty of the Pete Carroll era might not be, it, it might has had its peak, you know? Right, right. You would think that during that time, it would just kind of help the Seattle's market in general. Mm-hmm. Damn, man. We get an NHL team coming yeah. and everything. Like, you think they'd be like, hey, we're going to rig the MLB for a little <laughs> bit and just get this team going Yeah, at a minimum. But, well, I mean, what? You're right. Like, what gives? Yeah. Like, it's oh. just, well, and it wasn't so, okay. So they have this hot start, right? Yeah. But it wasn't just that. They were hitting home runs like it was going out of style. Yeah, like they like broke records. They broke season records to start the season for how many home runs have been hit by a team. Right. I'd be curious to know where they sit on the list of like home runs still 
up to date. Like I bet that they're one of those teams now that, that they could just coast glide from. Yeah, like start. they they're they're st- <laughs> they might still end up being a top like eight to eight or ten team because of that hot start with all those home runs. Um, but Which yeah, is just a skewed, yeah, skewed graph. But. It's it's been it's been really tough, and some of the losses that they've had. I mean, like, <laughs> I we were dr- driving back from the river last weekend, and it's uh, the the Twins are playing the Mariners. I was like, oh, how's that going? He's like, well, it's a third inning, and then Twins are up ten nothing. <laughs> I'm like, shnikes, I'm like, that's the third inning. There's still two thirds of the game left. Yeah, so that was, <laughs> dude, that was, that was fun. But all right, well, it's definitely a lot more fun to watch the NHL playoffs right now, which I started doing. That's awesome, and I can follow the puck, and it's it's not that bad. It's <laughs> it's actually once you finally understand a little bit, it's super fun to watch. It, the The pace of the game is so incredible. It's insane, and like the just like hand eye coordination. Yes. I mean, we were just talking about baseball. Yeah, you have to have incredible hand-eye coordination there, but like not in motion. Look, yeah, not in motion. <laughs> looking down, looking up, looking yes, like, just dumping the puck off in an area head on a know, swivel where so you know your teammate you. is already supposed to be. Right, that's the other thing crazy too. That's when just they, nuts to the me. most the crazy leading passes where the puck center on the ring or yeah, um, I just it's just and when they weave. A little oh, yeah. bit, and they're sliding the puck around. It's like, dude, yeah. And then watching, like, I, watching the penalties and stuff. The coolest thing to me is the what they call it circuits, right? Is that where you have, what do they call shifts? It? Yeah, shifts. Yeah, line shifts. Yeah, line yeah. shifts, and they're just on the fly. You got a team subbing. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. And you look at these guys, and it's like they're young, and they have a ton of experience. Yeah, I watched the mostly. I mostly watched the Sharks. Yeah, and did they play the Hurricanes? And um, then the Blues. Well, no. I uh, if you pull it up real quick, I'm pretty sure that series, the Sharks uh, Blues series, is it Done. now tied? It is. No, I think the or Blues, did the Blues knock them out. Yeah, the Blues did knock them out after five games, right? Oh yeah, it's Bruins. it's uh, yeah. It's a decided game one, May twenty seventh. Blues Bruins Memorial Memorial. Oh, Day. that's what I'll do this weekend, man. Yeah, crack a couple brewskis. Watch some some Stanley. The Blues Cupage. and the Bruins, St. Louis and Boston for the NHL Stanley Cup. I hope the Blues beat them. I can't stand the Bruins. Yeah, I just don't like Boston teams. It's tough. They're just <laughs> so damn good every year. It used to be New York. Yeah. You know? Basically, whoever's really good for a long time. Yeah. But, no, I, I'm just joking. I mean, you can't deny when Boston does well. I mean, they have storied franchises galore in all their professional sports. Yeah. So, but um, I, I think Memphis Blues. No. Uh, St. Louis. St. Louis Blues. Close. I think that Memphis is a big blues town, though. Yeah. So you were halfway right there. I was close. <laughs> yeah, I just, I 
I wanted to say on the podcast that I finally started watching some NHL and it's definitely way cool. Good. Good. Yeah. yeah. And everyone that's listening, you guys should tune in. Playoff hockey is there's like I said, I think it was this last episode, there's nothing like it, in my opinion, from a play from a playoff standpoint. And I talked about like Colorado being the eighth seed. They knocked off the one seed. Right. The following, you know, the following series, you know, San Jose they San Jose gave them a fight and that was a seven game series. Colorado lost a little bit of momentum and they just didn't play as well as the Sharks. And part of that had to do with the fact that, well, the Sharks were the better seed, so they still had a home home mm-hmm. ice advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the Sharks have great players. Thornton, trusty seed. Pavelski, trusty seed. You know, like, they're going to get the job done and they they played well, but they just couldn't, uh, I think, I think St. Louis is maybe just a little too fast, a little too physical for them. Uh, okay. So. All right. All right. Seahawks. Seahawks. I mean, it's a, it's an exciting and it's a sad, sad segment. Yeah. It's the, uh, end in the beginning. Yeah. Just like the name of the episode. Just they, it, this is what we're talking we, about. We, um, have to pay homage to two of the greats, great Seahawks of all time that helped us win a championship, a Super Bowl, not a championship, a Super Bowl. Cam Chancellor and Doug Baldwin have decided to retire. Officially got, uh, I believe they were released by the team. Both announced, I think, their retirements within 48 hours of that, probably. Yeah. It's a, it's the, kind of the end of the era, but a start of something great. Yes. Hawks went bananas. With the draft, yeah. Started on Thursday mm-hmm. with, well, I guess... Technically, we had traded Frank Clark that week, okay, or to or the week before to get the additional first round pick. So I believe we had maybe five picks at that point, four or five picks going in. And by the end of it, we came out with like eleven. Eleven. <laughs> John Schneider is an absolute maestro. Yeah, dude. It just you you see these trades, and there was two times. One was Minnesota, and I can't remember who the first time it was, but they gave us three picks. Oh yeah, it was it was and it was like, and Thank one you. of them was from the same round that we were giving them, right? And so it was like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and dude, the whole I I sat there patiently too, because like round one came and went, and I'm like, he's still there on the board. I can't believe he's still there on the board. And then round two comes, and he's still on the board after we make our second pick. And we'll get to the picks here in a few. We'll list it yeah, all we'll off. Yeah, we'll list them all. But I think the elephant in the room here is DeKalen Metcalf. Yes. And... Is he the next Megatron? Oh, dude, I don't even want to compare that. I mean, from a specimen standpoint, he's absolutely chiseled from stone. The guy yeah. is just a freak athlete. Everyone's seen it probably by now, or at least if you're a Seahawks fan or kind of know a little bit about the draft or you know pre-draft. When DK Metcalf met with the Seahawks, he literally 
and I guess his agent told him to do this or something like that, but walk into the room without his shirt on. Yeah. And then it triggered Pete Carroll to take his shirt off when he shook his hand. Yeah. So funny. Like, I just love the character, like, that Pete is. And, like, I don't think you'd see Bill Belichick do that. Hell hell no, dude. You know, like, that would have... 98% (laughs) of the coaches. Yeah. I don't don't think... You wouldn't see Andy Reid do that. You Mm -mm. wouldn't... (laughs) And if you did, it might not be the prettiest sight. (laughs) Um, But... But you, it's just funny to me. Like that's the character that Pete is. But I think it's the character too that he looks for in a player. Yes, like, that open mindedness. Open mindedness. You know, they call them OKGs, our kind of guys. Yeah. You know, and I haven't always agreed with some of the picks that they've made, but and some of them haven't all panned out. Right. With the picks that they have made, but then there's been some where they have, and I was like, huh, what are we doing? You know, and I think a lot of a lot of Hawks fans are used to that. We're so used to like, oh, we have a first round pick. Well, we're probably going to trade out of the first round. Yeah, we traded back. <laughs> I mean, you know, like we had the twenty first pick and we traded back down to twenty nine. Yeah, like, you know, like it was. But that that was the first one we picked up. I think we picked up two additional ones. I think yeah. that's how we got our second second rounder, and then another one of the uh, force. Yeah. Because then I think Minnesota. Or it might even been the. It might have even been three. Because I think that we moved up from like ninety two or ninety three to oh, yeah, eight. Okay. So we like swapped thirds, but got a little better. Yeah. Because to answer your question, though, we can't compare the kid yet because we haven't seen him. Okay. So I, I did like him staring right back into Stephen A. Smith's soul and he, telling him why. He's standing out a little bit from those guys. I was impressed by that. Yeah. Did you see that? I I don't know if I got that. Oh, I should, was it just I like a recent it. interview? Kind of, not not really. It was just like, well, yeah, it was, and it was Stephen A. Smith and um, the other guys with Stephen A. Smith. Like, how are you any different than the Randy Mosses, the Jerry Rices, the Terrell Owens, the Calvin Johnsons, Julio Jones? And he listed off all of these like like amazing, amazing Hall of Famers and stuff. And uh and DK Metcalf just stone cold, he's like kinda like takes slight to it, like you should already know this. But he he says, Well, you haven't seen them and he lists out his forty time, his vertical, his uh his actual speed and agility statistics. And Stephen A. Smith is like yeah, you're right. I actually have, and he just totally <laughs> backpedals. And, He's a uh, specimen, man. Like the kid is a freak athlete. He tested well at the combine. I was a little surprised that he fell that far. I imagine it probably had to do with durability. I thought, you know, like I said, when he was there at 29, and we took a D end in LJ Collier, was I excited that we addressed that? Absolutely. And I didn't Frank know much Clark about exit, LJ, yeah. but. I think he's an OKG. I think that it's a Seattle pick, right? Like he, they probably they picked him because of his versatility. You know, he can go inside, he can go outside. He's a DN by nature, but and that's what they've always been about is versatility. Yeah, yeah. They're not gonna like go get a DN that is just really good at playing. Stays DN. on the no. Yeah, you got to like, bounce around. You got to bounce like around. Like Bruce Irvin, O line mm-hmm. or outside linebacker, speed DN. rush, edge, yeah, yeah DN, like. I need you to put your hand in, your, um, in the dirt like this play, but the following play, I need you to like drop yeah. back in coverage. Yeah. <laughs> Cover so, the flats or something. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised to see him 
address that. I, w- I guess I was just so surprised to see how far DK slipped. And he got emotional about it. Yeah, he did. But, I mean, I was so happy when they called his name at 64. I mean, they, they passed on him with the 47th pick and went and got Marquise Blair, which a safety out of Utah, which I think is an incredible pick. I love the kid, you know, and what I've watched, I love the way he approaches the game. But he's, he's kind of that guy, too, that he can help them in a number of areas. He's probably going to compete for the safe, starting safety position. But right they away, might wow. have him put, they might, you know, they do a lot of things with their DBs that have him play nickel. Yeah. Right. And they've yeah. turned, they've turned like safety guys, safeties into to corners. Yep. And so it goes back to the versatility that they look for in players. Um, and I think they did that a lot in this draft, especially with the secondary. They addressed that a couple of times. Before we get too far down yeah, the road, let's, you want to list them off. Yeah, I'm just going to list every every pick that we had. Um, I'm going to eat a red vine. Whilst yeah, you do that, crush that. Trev always vine. brings the snacks with these sessions, dude. It's amazing. You got to have candy, man. <laughs> you got you to have candy, and this is like my one outlet where I can get away with just you know crushing a bunch of candy. Because you're working. Pro- at probably the same not going to sleep tonight, but whatever. <laughs> with All our right. first pick in the draft. At number 29, we selected LJ Collier out of TCU, defensive end. Okay. Round two, we select Marquise Blair, safety out of Utah with a number 47 overall pick. Then, drumroll please. With the 64th pick overall, we select DK Metcalf, which I think everybody is probably excited about the most mm-hmm. we knew that we had to replace you know there was the rumors that doug was going to retire or we were going to cut him he mm-hmm. had too many surgeries in the off season. we knew that we had to replace um mm. him with somebody and i'm glad we we finally went and got a big body mm-hmm. receiver we haven't had that in so long paul you know richardson they've experienced yeah, that yeah. speedster yeah paul richardson was a speedster which i kind of wish that p rich was still with us i know me too it is what it is they tried it with Chris Matthews a little bit, right. a long time ago, but he wasn't, I don't think he was as developed because he didn't get Well, he was a CFL guy for so long. Right, yeah. So, like, and he came back with work, he came back, workouts, got practice squad eventually, like, yeah. they got him more, but, like, he was a big body guy, but I'm thinking, like, over the, like, and then they tried it a little bit with Brandon Marshall. Yeah, that was, you would have thought that that would have been, like, great, man. He just got old, man. Just yeah, it it would be a tough position to play at an old age. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some positions like a linebacker maybe, or like I don't know what else, but those skill spots. Yeah, ah, tight end. You could play tight end a little older, maybe yeah. depending on your. And role. I guess they kind of had a big body receiver, tight end, and Jimmy Graham, but they just couldn't figure out really how to use him. I know. Well, what was funny, I was a fan of Jimmy because he was like, he caught touchdowns for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially totally. those last couple of years, he was mm-hmm. starting to catch a lot of touchdowns. Did he have the yards to go with it? No. 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 But when he got into the red zone, he didn't drop the ball, and I was okay with that. Right. But damn, man. And he came from an offense in New Orleans, too, that threw the ball all the time. So yeah. he naturally was going to have the 100-yard games with a touchdown or two. Because there was going to be two other or players with 70, we always 50, have been, 80. You yeah. know, like we haven't been a... No. We'll throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. No. We just don't have, we don't have that coaching philosophy, which is fine. Because, to be honest with you, we've talked about it before, too. Like, a lot of teams have gone to where it just, it's a, you know, it's a pass-heavy offense. Yeah. 
and there's not a ton of teams, it seems like at least, that just focus on running the ball. There's there's some balanced teams out there, but yeah. I mean, we ran the ball more than anybody last year. Yeah. So I know. Makes me miss beast mode a lot. Right, um, what did we end up? Oh, Metcalf. Yeah, so then we, you got yeah, uh, Metcalf was sixty fourth overall. Um in round three, number 88 overall, we took Cody Barton, linebacker out of Utah. I'm still doing a little bit of research on this kid, but he appears to have um, a good pedigree. I think his brother ended up getting drafted, who's an offensive lineman, or at least he had declared for the draft. Okay. If he didn't, he's pro- if he didn't get drafted, he's probably a... Uh... So he's got, he's got the... Uh, you know, it, it runs in the blood, him and his brother, and I think his, it might have been his dad and his uncle played in the NFL at some point in time or something like that. So he's got, he's got family connections. He's a football family guy. Um, I like it. Round four, number 120 overall, Gary Jennings Jr. I was stoked about this. After the fact, I was not surprised to see us take a second wide receiver in like the first four rounds. Okay. Because, you know, Doug... Losing Doug, right? That left us with Tyler Lockett, who's very capable of catching. You know, he had a, yep. he had a great season last year. Great season. Um, but then on the other side, it's David Moore, who's still kind of emerging. Yeah. And after that, you're looking at a depth chart of like, okay, who's next? So I wasn't surprised to see him draft two receivers. I was happy with this pick. I love um, what I'm reading about him. Um, I pulled. I found an article on SB Nation um, that uh, kind of highlights. Just it's like a scouting report, essentially, of Gary Jennings, uh, Gary Jennings Jr. Pull that up at the top, real quick, Corbs. Uh, yeah. So four reasons the Seahawks, Gary Jennings Jr. could be one of the draft's best picks. Yep, Alex. Kirshner. Yeah. Yeah, Alex Kirshner. Credit Alex Kirshner for this article, but some some great great stats. If you if you go and read it, it's uh, like I said it's on SB Nation and it's a scouting report about Gary Jennings Jr. Jr. One of the things they talk about is like the advanced stats say that he's one of the best receivers in the draft just from a statistics pan uh standpoint as far as like marginal efficiency goes marginal explosive explosiveness just weird like uh statistical categories that he's just he's just really really hands down really good at um he has a high success rate in a lot of areas he he's actually pretty smart though too like um alex i think got to spend some time talking with him at the combine and like he Gary Jennings Jr. prides himself on being a deep threat, but he can draw up exactly how like a team might use him in formations. And like, there's a number of ways that he can be a, a threat to a, a defense. So, so he's he's smart kid. Too. He's a smart kid. He comes from an air raid offense. Dana Dana Holgerson. Um, oh, he's he can, pretty big too, dude. He's he, yeah, he's got guy. great size and he can fly, dude. He's a four four guy. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so he he separates from coverage well. Um he just knows how to get open. It's it, like there's big playability. I love what he brings and and he'll line up in the slot too. So that's that's exciting. I think that 
I don't want to get, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but if I, I see it, a DK Metcalf, a Gary Jennings Jr., and a Tyler Lockett out there for the next three years, I think that I think that could be scary. It could be a scary something scary in in production. Well, let's say let's go conservative and let's say thirty percent of that turns out to be like a franchise wide receiver. Right. That's pretty good. Yeah. So because they're so young. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, moving along to the rest of the picks. Fourth round, we took Phil Haynes, offensive lineman out of Wake Forest uh, at 124th overall. Stayed in the fourth round there at 132 and selected uh, Ugo Amadi. You can call him Ugo for short. That's what they call him. He's a safety Ugo out of Amadi. Oregon. I believe he was all Pac-12 second team. Damn. I actually got to see him play. I think Amadi was playing in that Coug game that I was at this year. Nice. He's, uh, he's, a, pretty, he's a pretty good player. So the and and I think that they're again he's a versatile player. I think that he can probably line up a corner, maybe nickel. So exciting to see the versatility in him. 142nd overall, we kept it in the Pac-12 and selected Ben Burkhoven. Finally, uh, Pete picks a Pac-12 yeah, Washington yeah, player, Pete, man. He finally selected a University of Washington Husky. Uh, kills me every time. I know. <laughs> And then in round six, we went and got Travis Homer, running back out of Miami. I think he's a versatile guy that uh, might be able to help in the uh, with some depth there. Um, and then you know these are the guys that come into camp and they really got to earn it, right? Mm-hmm. Round mm-hmm. six at two hundred nine overall, we took Demarcus Christmas, defensive tackle out of Florida State. And then our last pick was uh, John Ursua, wide receiver out of Hawaii. That one's an interesting one. I, I did a little bit of research on John, and he has crushed it at Hawaii for the last couple seasons. So it was top to bottom. I mean, you start the weekend with five picks. You go like four yeah. or five picks, and you end with that many. That's exciting. It shows that um, we're dedicated to building a young, yes. you know, young team. And I think that we might have stolen some guys in areas and, and that's john schneider and pete carroll have always been good about that it's finding guys in the later rounds that can contribute and turn into stud at you know yep stud it, players for uh, the organization so yeah i mean you just you're they're, they're not all of a sudden gonna stop being able to do that right you know so yeah it it's just super fun i think if you've been following the hawks you get that you get that vibe from some of these guys and it and yeah. night can start to kind of dream and get excited about yeah. the potentials. Yeah. So now we wait and see if Bobby gets his extension. Extension. I've, the last article I said there's plenty of room for him and Jerron Reed to get his Yeah, I believe so. So we shouldn't be sweating it too much. I hope he does. Yeah. Hope not. I, I mean Look, if we were willing to part ways with Frank Clark, that tells me that they mm, they made those they they, they they like they're gonna invest in Jaron Reed, Jaron Reed, however you want to say. Yeah, it. I might have butchered um, it. I'm, I might have butchered it too. <laughs> but that was hard. I think he tweeted. Did we talk about that last time? He tweeted something about how like it was super hard for like Frank Clark and Jaron like best friends. Oh yeah, that would suck. That so, sucks, man. He he like tweeted something about how he's frustrated and you know, it's a business at the end of the day. We see that happen all the time. Should have happened to Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are like best friends. And then, you know, they traded one of them and Kyle was like, 
Sweet. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, that would be. That's cool. Just to, like, I mean, it's a job for these guys. Totally. Like, we're, we're watching it as recreation and it's fun. It's a job for them. And then. It, and, and that's the tough part too, because it's a job with all your best friends. Yeah. And then, you know, like, you don't, I don't work with all of my best friends. I love my coworkers. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's not like the these same. guys establish relationships that are like, I'm in the, I'm at work with you every day. I'm in the locker room with you. I'm cracking jokes with you every day. Yep. Some Traveling. of them have played together in college. Some of them played together in high school, then college, then the NFL. Yeah. You know, so like, yep. there's some deep rooted you know, friendships there. Camaraderie. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's played on a team, you, you know what that is. Like you just, you work together and you, you celebrate together and you win and lose together. And right. It's just a bond. Right. So that would be hard to get up and go back to work. Yeah. <laughs> Your bro is gone. You're like, dude, that's one of the best parts of this job. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Bobby, uh, Bobby and Jern both get their contracts. I think Bobby's, Bobby's at OTAs, but I don't know if he's practicing. Is what I read. Oh, okay. Um, he's giving and interviews he's and stuff. His, his extension and staying. I mean, he's a vet now. Hopefully, next time we record an episode, all that's dealt with. Yeah. If we get to an episode in the next two weeks, though, it might not have been. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Hopefully, it's resolved before camp. Yeah. But we've seen. Guys sit out camp until like the last week, like yep. hey, come on, pay me. Stay in shape, yeah, but pay me. Yeah, like Earl Thomas said, no problem staying in shape, and yeah. All right. So, well, MMA? that rounds out. Yeah, that rounds out our segment on the Seahawks and the draft. Obviously, um, hats off to awesome careers, uh, yes. both Doug Baldwin and Cam Chancellor, Cam Chancellor. Kind of the end of a. End of an era. We still have some of our uh, core players from that Super Bowl team, but a lot of them are gone, and the Legion of Boom is officially... Uh, yeah, I guess KJ Wright's the only one left from that whole class. KJ, Bobby. Are you talking Bobby about... Bobby was with Russ, right? I, th- yeah. I think draft classes. Draft classes. You're talking about draft classes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Russ and Russ and Bobby, I think we're in the same. And Bruce. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those guys have been highlight reels for us. Totally. So. All right, Mama, MMA, MMA Mama. So we've got a lot of news. Tons of news. Kick it off. We got a our boy Max Holloway's fighting again against Frankie Edgar. Popping back down to 45. In his featherweight championship weight class. We were hoping he can make weight after he went up. Yeah. Did you see that Dustin Poirier was 176 on that fight night against Max? 20 pounds overweight. <laughs> I wonder what Max was at. But remember what we talked about. Poirier looked like chiseled. Yeah. Max doesn't really have that chiseled type body. I mean, he's in no. good shape, but... And he's taller and leaner. Sorry, I said 170. I meant like 160s tops. Yeah, he might have been. I don't know, dude. Like, you get down to weight, and then you just crush a bunch of food that yeah, night after you make weight. Could just pack on. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's like, yeah, I'm not surprised to hear that he was like 20 pounds over what he weighed in at. 
Yeah. Not, that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. I just thought, damn, you're almost 180 happen. and you weigh in at 155. Yikes. Yeah. The, I'm bouncing around a little bit, but the fights this last weekend, did you watch them at all? Which? Uh, it was just a fight night or whatever. I don't believe I... No, I wouldn't have. But it was the RDA versus... We were just coming back Kevin from the Lee. river. Yeah. Yeah, so I just... Because I called you like immediately yeah. after I saw that yeah. RDA had subbed him in the fourth or, round. And I thought you were calling to talk about Wilder knocking out... Deontay Wilder yeah. knocking out... Uh, Brasilia uh, or whatever. Brazil, which was... That was brutal. crazy. First round I saw that. KO, yeah, that 10 counts. That, that was crazy. It was so, a big bomb. Yeah. Imagine getting hit with that with an MMA glove. Not coming back after 10 <laughs> seconds, that's for sure, dude. You oh, man. Might not come back. But in, in the fight night, that RDA versus Kevin Lee fight night, yeah. there was this Canadian girl in the whatever class Megan Anderson is in. Mm, okay. And she's straight up... Subbed the crap out of Megan Anderson. Wow. Yeah. Took her down, like got her, eventually got her to the ground and kept threatening her back or her arm hmm. to the point where she finally sprawled her out, took her back, sprawled her out and freaking, I think it was dark. I think she arm triangled her. Wow. But it was, um, it was just a, she didn't look like Megan Anderson's all tatted up and like is big and crazy looking. Right. This other girl had like a tank top on over her <laughs> uniform and stuff like that. So she didn't look like the like conventional killer. She's a killer. I, it's yeah. just weird. I, for some reason, she's the person. She's the one I remember most of that card because it was like she's not going to beat Megan Anderson. Megan Anderson was like way taller and way bigger than her. But no, sorry. I just, no, that's. I, I want to show it to you because it was like technically from a technical perspective, this chick is like Khabib almost. Oh, wow. It's weird. But Crazy. she's Canadian. French Canadian? No, but she's Canadian. She's is she French Canadian? Does oh, she fight out of like GSP's? I don't think. Jim? So. We'll show her. I'll show her to you okay. after this. But <clears throat> be interested to know. But that was a cool card. Yeah. But looking forward, Volkanovsky, you're saying he's got snubbed. Well, I don't know if he got. No, I'm going to steal a high chew while he you may... explain this. <laughs> he might have got. Yeah, he kind of got snubbed. But remember, well, what did we hear this last week? I guess it would have been on Monday. Yeah, is it the he infection? Got a, he got a blood infection while he was down in Brazil. South America, but it wasn't. It was, I think, it was in another country when he went to the hospital. Yeah, so I don't know if he like fought in Brazil and then was just kind of traveling, checking out. Oh, gotcha. The area, but I have to believe that that blood infection, the UFC, that he probably, you know how like there's a delay in media stuff sometimes yep. to just like respect privacy and whatnot. And I, I completely respect that as well. I think that that got released like maybe on Monday or Monday night or Tuesday. I bet that they knew about it by Sunday. If he fought on that Saturday, Saturday. cause that was two Saturdays ago now. Yeah. Cause we watched it together against Aldo. Um, so I bet he had. I bet he got like diagnosed with a blood infection, probably within twenty four to thirty six hours of that, which is scary because, you know, did Aldo have the blood infection? Did he? You know, does the mat have? Who does the else mat, have does, it? Yeah, who else potentially could have it? Um, who knows? That's all speculation, and 
I'm sure we'll never really know, but but it just sucks. Yeah, it sucks. He, I, I gotta think though, like Frankie and Max was supposed to happen a couple times already. Yeah, and so I I think the UFC is doing the right thing in that. Frankie absolutely deserves a shot. He's never gotten to fight him. They've had to call one time. They had to call it because Max was injured. One time they had to call it because Frankie was injured. So it's been canceled twice. You know, hats off to Volkanovski for beating Aldo in a decision, which he clearly won. Mm-hmm. In, um, in Aldo's hometown. In Aldo's hometown in Brazil. But he's got so much time, right? Yeah. And they got to... <laughs> They got to cash in on Frankie before and Max. Honestly, yeah, Max, Max is a draw. Yeah. So yeah, like, Max if is, Max is down to fight, throw as many opponents right. you want at him. He's a draw right. and he's fun in leading up to the fight. But assuming you know whoever wins that fight, I assume Volk's Al- right yeah, there. Alex is going to get a shot at it right away, um, or within you know half a year. I think what I would have a problem with is if they make him fight anybody uh before in, then yeah to like just but i think that that could absolutely happen he's young enough yeah um and you know he's on a great fight streak but i could totally see the ufc being like hey you gotta fight this guy before you know yeah and if they do you, hopefully you, before give him you fight interim. max or frankie whoever wins the fight yeah hopefully they give him interim if they do that right but like, like they did with poirier and Interim just means nothing, man. Yeah, I know. It does. Eventually, it could mean something. Yeah. But it's it's just the interim thing is just so frustrating to me. That was a great card. It was a great card. I picked all the Brazilians to win. Yeah. And it just came back to Didn't shoot pay me out. Foot. Until the end, until the main event. Until the main event, that was which gnarly. You, which was gnarly. And you did get a little lucky because Rose was piecing her up. Yeah, yeah. Rose was definitely winning that fight, but, but first Andrade time she picked her up, first time she picked her up and dropped her, she like turned it into like an armbar or she Kimura to an armbar properly. Yeah, um, mid slam. Yeah, and that was kind of like whoa. And then she, <laughs> <laughs> and and then she goes, you know, she gets her in that spot again, and she's just like, screw it, I'm just gonna slam her on her head again. And or Rose. at least try to. And this time it worked. Like Rose's head just went right off the, you know, like it was the neck like turned Crunch. away. And you're like, oh my gosh, I hope she's alive. Yeah. Dominic Cruz is like, we're so lucky that that we're Didn't, not watching a stretcher pull right, her out of here right now. Yeah. It was, it was kind of scary, but dude, that girl is strong, man. Yeah. Cause she Rose just, was way bigger than Yeah. Him. She just picked her up and freaking dropped her on her head, man. That's why you can't ever count Andrage out. Yeah, because she just tough she chin, gets man. That, rage that girl burst. has a tough chin. Yeah, she to was taking every shot. She was taking every shot from Rose, and she was able to just like power through and just be like, keep charging forward, keep swinging. Yeah, she's um she's a little tank. It's hard to pick against her. It is. Um, it is. But it's also hard to pick against Rose. Good for her too. The like she she did that in her home country. You know, like, she's getting her ass kicked and didn't yeah, stop and yeah. kept yeah. It was a good it was a good way for it the the night to end. For, oh yeah. You know, for Brazil, like that was yeah, because they the fans, watched the every four yeah. fight. I don't know about the prelim stuff before that, but the whole main card did not go their way. Yeah, it didn't didn't go their way. <laughs> didn't go my way either. No, thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> uh, sitting there in the middle of the pack, just hoping that I can get a big card this next time around. Well, there's fun card. Let's talk about it. We got UFC 238 coming up. Marias versus Cejudo for the bantamweight strap. 
You got Shevchenko versus I. You've got Tony and Cowboy, man. Tony and Cowboy got added to the card. Jimmy Rivera and Peter Yan is a good fight. Tai Tuivasa. And Tuivasa. Ivanov. Started off with a heavyweight fight. Couple of good bantamweights go at it. What are the prelims? Go to the prelims real quick. Prelims are probably amazing. I think uh, Aljay is fighting on this one. Yep. Tatiana Aljay. Suarez. Oh, Tatiana yeah, Suarez is fighting. Nice. And, and then Aljay and Pedro Munoz. Yeah, dude. That's going to be a great. Ricardo to, Lamas, Calvin Qatar. That's a great fight, too. Yeah. Holy smokes. It's a stacked card. Yeah, it's a great card. Don't know any really of the early prelims, but I usually don't. Just coming into town for this one. Nice. So what we'll date, have, what's the date? June 8th. June 8th. Oh, nice. You get around? I will be around because I think uh, I'm hosting a, a buddy, so he might be over here as well. Oh, beautiful. 10 bucks for the pay-per-view. No, I'm just like... Everybody pay up or get the <laughs> f*** out. Yeah. Just don't let him in the door. But no, yeah. That'll this, be a fun one. That's yeah. going to be a great one. And then the next one, the July card, which is International Fight Week. Let's just list it off real quick. Yeah. While we're here is... Um, John Jones, Tiago Santos, Amanda Nunez, Holly Holm. That'll be a fun one. Oh, I always hey. love it. I always love. I'm I mean, just a the, big fan of Holly. I mean the championship stacked cards, like oh, two yeah, championship yeah. belt fights. Totally. Yes. Sorry. But you love Holly. D- yeah. I just like watching Holly fight. She's just a, I don't know. Classy gal. She's a classy gal. She gives it her all. She's. I hope she, I mean, it's going to be tough to pick against Amanda. But it's going to be she... cool because it's truly like a striking match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with Holly's bo- boxing background and we know Amanda loves to throw bombs. Holly took an absolute thrashing from Cyborg. Where yeah. Her, like her face was just. Yeah. I remember that a couple summers ago and I was just like, that is going to look like so bad in the morning and probably feel terrible. Yes. But. She's a warrior, man. Like Amanda's you know, a little bit more precise than Cyborg. Amanda's yeah, yeah. Amanda's like a cyborg with more accuracy on your face. Yeah. So that's I do think that um Amanda takes a few more chances though. Like yes. I think Cyborg sticks to her game mm. and like she just tries to wear you down because she's got heavy hands. Yeah. Right. But then she'll so start dropping bombs too, like when she realizes, okay, I've I've got her rocked. Yeah. But like I think whereas like Amanda like she'll throw big bombs real quick and take a little a few more chances. Um cuz we've seen her beat too, you know. Yeah. Like, she's lost. That's true. Then you got Jorge Masvidal versus Ben Askren, which is going to be great. See Ben Askren turn around again and get hopefully get more than a 5 second fight. Dude, I hope he gives him a three piece with a soda. A three piece with a soda. <laughs> I I think he's going to. I think I think yeah. if Ben gets him down, I mean though we did see when Masvidal fought Damian Maya a few years ago, a couple of years ago, that didn't turn out well for him. No. But he has been spending a lot of time in the jujitsu mat, so hopefully, that, I think George was- is he's just a really well round fighter, and I'm sure that he's probably working a lot on sprawling in this yeah. camp. Yeah. I'm sure they're taking him through a lot of like sprawling drills. Um, he's not terrible on the ground, you know. No. Like he, and he, I've seen him like someone shoot on him before, and he, you know, he'll throw him in a guillotine, right? Gotcha. Like he's he's got he's got the capability 
to choke people out. He's got jujitsu skills. I think that he really wants to hurt Ben based on what I like have yeah. heard and read. Like I think yeah, he, he, he does not like him. He, he, yeah. I think that he actually wants it to go like five rounds and just beat the hell out of this guy for like yeah. five rounds. Ben Askren, if he does, cause Robbie was piecing Ben up a little oh, bit. Oh dude. Like that was, I was, well, remember what Usman said. Usman said when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, he was talking about how like he thought that the shots that Robbie was feeding Ben during that fight, like after the first like big first or second bomb, he thought that the shots that Robbie were throwing actually woke him up from knocking him out. And that mm-hmm. can happen, they say. Like you you get hit one way and you get hit again and hit again and like he knocks you out real quick at so first, he but then saying, it actually knocks sense into you. Like Askren was out again. for a second. Yeah, like he thought that it could have been stopped. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with him. I thought those first few shots, I was like, he is taking bombs. What a, I mean, tough kid, tough chin. Welcome to the UFC. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I just it. It'll, it'll be, be re- it'll be yeah. a really interesting fight. Really interesting be fight. I, I hope that it actually goes beyond the first round. I hope there's no like grab ass terrible stoppage. Yeah. You know, like that's what would be really bad for, you know, really Either Ben's fighter. image too, you know, like, and is, and people that want to be fans of Ben Askren or that are, are going to be bombed. Yeah. I, I like, so we just hope that it's, it ends like either in a decision or a clear TKO yep. or a submission. Sub. Um, that's not like very debatable because the last one, I think a lot of people will still believe it was. Well, now they're waiting for somebody's brains to pop out of the top of their head when Ben <laughs> Askren's choking them out. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's done. But George, I'm, yeah, I'm probably picking George in that one. We'll see. Jorge. Jan Blachowicz versus Luke Rockhold. Luke Rockhold. Light yeah, that's heavyweight. a 205, right? Yeah, light heavyweight. Yeah, that's a so great Rockhold fight. Rockhold went up. Yeah, this will be his... Debut at 205? Maybe. Um, We'd have to I mean, go he back was, in the archives, huh? Yeah, he's been, a, he's been a middleweight champion. Debut light heavyweight against Jan, which doesn't... Jan... Tiago Santos. He just him out. fought. Yeah, February 23rd, main event. I remember this, yeah. Tiago knocked him out. In the third round at the very end. That was a war. Yeah. I can't believe he's cleared to fight so soon, I guess. Well, I guess it's been, it'll be a few months by then. Never mind. Interesting. Is, Damn, he was on a tear before Tiago took him down. Yeah. Beat Jared Cannonier in the decision. Oh, last, uh, last time he's lost was Pat Cummins. 2017 yeah a couple years ago that's not bad it's pretty good pretty good stretch um so that'll be a good that'll be a really cool card about that's size. international fight week right yep that's that july 8th card july 8th july 6th july 6th oh. saturday july 6th is my um sister-in-law's birthday nice 21st birthday oh yeah uh-oh uh-oh 21 run 240. Who's on 240? I don't know what they have for it yet. Oh, if Max and oh, they Frankie. Moved. Yeah, okay, so that's the Max and Frankie fight. They don't have anything else in place right now. That's still far out. That's yeah. Ju- the end, end of July. July, and then we're looking into 
August for Cormier Miocic's two. Finally, 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 Stipe is getting his rematch. Well deserved. When Stipe also sat his ass out that whole time too. Yeah, <laughs> he hasn't been getting punched in the face, and he, he gets he, it. He, he deserves he, it. Good for he him. He stuck to his guns. Right after that, right after that, I think he was on Ariel's podcast talking about it, and he's just like, "I don't see the point in me fighting anybody but him again." Because he thought, yeah. I think he thought that it he wasn't out. Uh, he, like remember, like DC like buckled him. Yeah, but he thought it was kind of an early stoppage, and yeah, maybe it might have been. Um, I think I'm not gonna debate that it was or wasn't because I think it's one of those ones that could have gone either way. Yeah, but I do get I from you know for a guy that was the champ for what a pretty pretty long period of time. Yeah, he got and he then got DC host. comes up because he was fighting at 205. Yep, DC comes up, wins the belt. So yeah, I I can't think of someone that's really more deserving of another shot at it. And this might be this could be the retirement fight too for mm-hmm. for Cormier. He said he was going to do it at forty. So yeah, I would not be surprised. And to, we're already in mid-August. And he had to vacate the the light heavyweight the light title. heavyweight belt. So he either goes out as a champion at heavyweight, or he hangs it up after maybe. Maybe it turns into be the best war of all time. It's a good. It's filling out to be a good card because you got Paulo Costa and Yoel Romero, Nate Diaz and Anthony Pettis. Yeah, that's going to be a great card, man. Stay that, on there though. Yeah, hopefully. I know. That, isn't there? Has there been like bad blood between Diaz and Pettis for quite some time? Is I don't that know. like one of those like we've been trying to do this for a long time? Let's finally do it. Maybe, and for sure here, these two hate each other. Yeah. Um. But probably, man, that Paulo Costa and Yoel Romero fight will be amazing. Yeah, that that that's, that's all we'll be say a, about that. That's right? gonna be a banger. Yeah, it, assuming yeah. that it happens, because it's gotten canceled like twice now, hasn't it? Yeah, it's the new Khabib Tony, <laughs> just with way bigger dudes. All right, let's close this out with a little MMA prospect profile. Yeah. So we um, started a new segment on the last podcast called the MMA Prospect Profile. Really, what we do here is we talk about a guy that's up and coming, uh, that's had professional fights that we believe really should have an opportunity uh, in the UFC. And each episode, we're going to try to roll out and just talk about someone new, an up and comer. Maybe you haven't heard of him. Maybe you have. Last episode, we talk, ta- um, talked about Jack Shore, yep. who's one of the uh, top MMA prospects in like all of the UK and Ireland. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, and you had a, you'd sent me an article about Jack actually jumping ship to the UFC. Yeah, I think Should it- he have won his last match or his last uh, fight? And he did. He actually did win his last fight, so okay. I bet I wouldn't be surprised to see him maybe break his contract, start and sign with the UFC here shortly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but this episode's MMA prospect profile fighter that we're um, giving some love to is Punahili Soriano. This kid is a middleweight. He's five and zero, big, heavy hands. He's got a great wrestling background. He's so he's he's scored like uh, three t-, t he's got three TKOs under his belt and two submissions professionally. Um, his wins have come in both uh, in Titan FC V3 fights and Legacy Fight Alliance. And I 
I had to assume that he's on the UFC's radar. I was doing a lot of research and had kind of selected him already as the prospect that we would be um, highlighting this episode. And then I found an article that confirms he's actually going to get a look. He will be fighting on Dana White's Contender Series, which starts June 18th. That's um, awesome. Coming up. In, yeah. So, so we're going to see him. Yeah. So we're going to get to see him um, on the Contender Series, which is exciting. Whether he wins or loses, he's going to be fighting Jamie Pickett. In my opinion, whether he wins or loses, this kid is going to be in the UFC and very shortly. If not, the UFC, Bellator will jump all over it, I imagine. So yeah, Punahili Soriano. It should should be exciting to see him fight on the contender series. And you know, in my opinion, Dana, even if he doesn't win, sign him. Sign him, man. Sign him. That's killer. And and I think that you will. We talked about this kind of off the episode a little bit already, but he's uh, originally he hails from Hawaii. Hawaii, yeah. So he's. Uh, I'm a fan. You're already. A, you're a fan already, being a, a a Max Max fan and a Yancey fan. All those all, all the Islanders, man. All the Islanders. Yeah, if, essentially, if you're out in the Pacific, I'm probably hanging with you. <laughs> that's a that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah, I can respect that. Just the and it stretches all the way to like the New Zealand and Australian fighters and stuff. I just. Right. They're fun to like. You watch them on embedded and everything, and they're just the people they surround themselves with, their personalities, the way they kick ass. You know, yeah. they're just fun, fun MMA fighters to watch for oh, sure. Yeah. So that's have a, you seen the movie Den of Thieves? I need to watch that, dude. Max is on that. I need he's to he's see got that. a cameo in that film. It's actually pretty good. Down. It's got Russell uh, Russell Crow. No, 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 Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. It's got yeah. Gerard Butler, O'Shea Jackson Jr. There's a few other kind of notable I actors that you've probably seen. 50 Cent's in it. Yep. Um, but Max Blessed Holloway. It's a thief? Mm. He's like a driver. Is he a driver? Maybe. Yeah. You got to watch the film. Okay, I'll watch it. I'll watch, yeah. But Islander. Islander. Kind of spider web there, but that's, that's our cool. prospect profile for this episode. Excited to see Punahili Soriano throw some hands. Because that uh, clip Trev showed me, he throws hands hard. Yeah. He's, he's big, not big, big bombs. Yeah. Brand new segment. <laughs> we're calling it, we're going to keep it short for this one. <laughs> Is that cool? We're calling it Kuganit. Kuganit. I Co- love it. The, my freaking Celtics, man. <laughs> and then the Kuganit segment. So you got to preface this. So oh yeah, sorry. tell everybody what Kuganit means. So the Kuganit segment is is if you are from WSU or you're anti WSU or you're a fan or you've just lived in Washington, you probably know yes what it means to Kuganit. To Kuganit means to, and there's a definition I'm sure you can find. It it means to have a lead. And then blow it, yeah. or to be set up to royally win. F- up. <laughs> yeah, have all your ducks in a row, and then blast them with a shotgun, and then you don't have any more ducks. See, I I don't know if that works. Like, okay, never mind. <laughs> all right, let's when the kooks go duck hunting, I'm super excited. Yeah, about yeah. It. I did think about that. That's a good thing if it's against Oregon. All right. Kuganit means to simply just have the game in the bag and somehow manage to lose it. 
Is that okay? Yeah. Is that better? In fact, you could probably find it on like Let's Urban look it Dictionary. Up. Now that I've I bet, said it. I, I bet Urban Dictionary has a definition of cooging it, and it's probably better than ours. Cooging it up. Oh, here we go. Oh, that might not be it. That's the wrong one. <laughs> it's definitely the wrong one. Oh, my gosh. Definitions. To suddenly lose a contest. Oh, no, no, there it is. Go go right there. This is the WSU. Ver- Cougat. To refers snatch to- defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory is the Urban Dictionary definition of I like of the, the second one better. To lose when there's no possible way to do so and to do it in a particularly spectacular <laughs> manner. <laughs> That's so f***ing true. Like, oh, man. I like that one. So, anyways... This segment's called Coogan It, and it's four teams that... I you mean, can put the Mariners on that list right now. You cause... can put the Mariners on there. I'm putting... My particular opinion is the Celtics because they had the Bucks number last year, and I refused to believe that George Hill was the deal breaker that tipped <laughs> the scales. So <laughs> I just... Man, I just... I think they won the first game. And that was it for the whole series. They lost four in a row after that. Yeah. So when you steal game one in Milwaukee from Giannis, then you don't ever win again to me. That's cooking it. Yeah, I would agree. And you could throw the Blazers in there for getting swept too. But yeah. That's not really cooking it. That's just getting your ass kicked. Yeah, that's... Because um... they never won. Or were about to win at all. Yeah. I mean, my my Celtics one is like barely there because they won that first game in Milwaukee. But anyways, Coogan it. You got yeah. any Cougs Coogan it, or you got any Coogan it? Well, I already kind of threw yeah, the Mariners out there, but I, and that's that's more of like a. They did Coog it, man. They Cooged this season. They Cooged, <laughs> they cooged everybody. I don't know that we could say that though, because were they expected to go win like a, you know, a playoff game this year? No. Yeah, that's true. They weren't expected to. Um, the hot start was nice, but it was just like, okay. I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, this is awesome. This is awesome. This is awesome. When are we going to fall back to reality? Yeah. Oh, so you could never really enjoy it. Yeah. So it was like, this is cool. They're, the records, you know, the home run record to start the season. Uh, it was just. It was fun to watch, but then, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, when are they going to fall back to earth? And how bad is it going to be? <laughs> yeah. Bad, really quickly. <laughs> really quickly. But there's still a ton of season left. Yeah. If we finished third in the division, I'd be happy with that. Okay. But that's going to be tough because... Good division. Yeah, it's a competitive division. Houston's going to be the best team, most likely. Oakland's going to figure out a way to compete. The Angels have the best player in the world. Who's that? Mike Trout. Okay. Um, yeah, and like, who am I spacing on right now? <laughs> um, well, I just, I wish that they were good. Oh, I the hope. Rangers. Oh, okay. If If we don't finish above the Rangers... You're going to be really mad. I'm going to be upset about that one. (laughs) We're driving to Seattle with some pitchforks. Yeah. Speaking of which, there's a double dip in August. You know what a double dip is? Two games? 
Yeah, it's a Sounders match at one, and it's a Mariners game at seven. That's cool. I've only done it once. Oh yeah, it was a, that would it was, be that yeah. was a that was a rough day, man. Well, so it was the, a fun day. Mariners but, game first, and then the no, Sounders? no, no, it's the Sounders match. Oh, first. that's why it would be hard. Because if you could just chill through the Mariners game and then get amped for the Sounders game, and then go burn out all the rest of the energy. Yeah. That that would be fun, but yeah. dude, that'd be hard. Yeah, the dude. excitement of a of a soccer match. And then the relaxed, like yeah, beer, endless yeah. beer, endless beer. You're in the, you know, Soto district. You know, you're just popping around from brewery to brewery or bar to sports bar to sports bar. But there is one in August. I'd like to do it, but it's on kind of like a weekend where a lot of stuff's going on. So I don't know if it's gonna happen or not. But it, I do want to get over and see a Mariners game. I always love going yeah. to a baseball game. There's kind of like nothing like it. Yeah. You know? Well, you don't have to really pay attention. You can just tune in as you want. I like to tune in a lot, but but who you're with might not want to, right. and then they're they're not like they it's can. It's a great do place else. to have like you can go like you can go to a comedy show. And you can't really talk to each other, right? Yes. You can go to like a baseball game though, and you can just do whatever. You can do that at a lot of sporting events too, but I just don't. Not I think the, the focus the focus on the game is so far less. Yeah. For fans in baseball than it is, and I'm not telling anything. I'm not saying anything that most people probably don't already know. But I'm just bringing it to light, I guess. No, I like it. It's just a, a nice reminder of you know, yeah. just the, get out there and try that stuff. Yeah, I need to get to a Mariners game, even though they suck. Well, shoot, maybe we'll make a trip over to the West Side and yeah, make it happen. Stay with you for a weekend or something. Exactly, I'm sure we could. We could time it with that. What weekend is it? Um, well, it's in August. Oh, what if it was the same night as that UFC card, that August card, and then we just turned it into the longest day of our lives? (laughs) That would be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. All right. Should we wrap this up? Yeah, man. This was great. Good. Glad we got this done. Yeah. Episode five. Episode five. Coming to a close. Feels good. Got a few things we probably need to um, remind everybody of. Check us out on Twitter. Check us out on Twitter. Subscribe. However you found this, make sure you subscribe. Yeah, make sure you subscribe. And and please leave a review. Now that Trev's and we got this new channel, we need new reviews for it. So And like we talked about, too, we discovered that Talking Sports is a pretty popular name yeah. for podcasts. Yeah. Which, you know. That's cool. That's cool. So we're gonna we're kind of brainstorming some ideas. It might yeah. change. We might change some things up and yes. rename it. Um, yeah, you might see a lot of lot of changes. We got we got. That's what's great about this is it's still in its infancy. So hell yeah. We hope that we're getting better. Uh, we hope that more people are listening. Uh, critique us. Give us your feedback. Let us know if we totally royally something up yeah uh, as far as stats go as far as what we talked about topics give us your own feedback if there's anything you want us to talk about because we have talked about a lot of the same stuff throughout these yes first the same lives. subjects i was thinking about that i think we've tried to add a few things here and there that we stuff, haven't talk, yeah. talked about there will be some consistency in certain things we talk about because yes. we're fans at the same time we're fans yeah so that's naturally gonna have us talking about local teams that we support like Seahawks, Seahawks like and the Mariners. Yep. Um, but like what I was thinking about when it would be cool to get people to start helping us 
come up with um like I saw UW signed a prospect, one of the top prospects for basketball, I think. Oh nice. You know, and it would just be cool for stuff like that for some of the like the more local, lower level stuff. Yeah. If people could kind of channel that and we could look into it and college sports. Yeah. Yeah. College sports. NASCAR. <laughs> what if we what if we had a segment about NASCAR? <laughs> Dude. Oh man. That I think would I could. Be so I funny. could think. I, I think I could probably research it enough where I could maybe hold a conversation for about five minutes. But after that, I just be like, they're yeah. going around in circles over and over. See, and I over like again. racing. Racing's I, cool. Racing's cool, but, but it's a little cooler when you can go more than one direction. Yeah, I mean, I get it that the NASCAR that they're going so fast into like it's in, past it's in, people it's and to keep that pace is insane. But I just I like twists and turns and like deceleration and turning and timing and all that like watching moto gp for me watching the super bikes and those dudes just like tearing around at 150 and everything and formula one yeah formula one's another one too like to me that's just i i'm sure nascar is amazing in person but it's so much more fun to watch regular racing style stuff yeah i know i had some buddies that were on a bachelor party one time that went to las vegas speedway for like an ascar race yeah it sounded like that was pretty awesome it was hot like over 100 degrees oh um but yeah they said it was pretty incredible and i can't imagine like dude it's probably so loud when they come around oh dude when they're all like coming around the same time it's i can't imagine how loud that is have to you can feel it in your freaking chest you know it's just like shaking you i'm sure Maybe we'll have a NASCAR segment sometime. My cousin's been down in the pit, not in the pit, but has been down in the middle of a NASCAR event before. Oh, really? Yeah. He said it was wild. I bet. Yeah. And it's kind of funny how races finish, too. Like, you f***ing bump me. I'm going to punch you. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, those pit fights can get, like, out of hand. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we don't even see, like, the real drama. the The real drama that happens, like, before the race or like way after the race after they're all tuned up you know oh man can killed you like, imagine killed like 20 20 budweiser's after the yeah after the race they actually started like uh, three quarters of the way into the race yeah. i gotta get my buzz on so i can fight this fool <laughs> uh, oh, dude man. how many golden tate scenarios are going on in nascar with wife's getting oh man i can't ricky bobby I mean, can you imagine, like, and I hate, I hate acting like this, talking like this, but just, like, it just seems like they're all trophy wives, and it's like they're race car drivers, like the biggest egos in the world, like, yeah. you know, it's just all, everything would be a challenge or a competition. Oh, yeah. Uh, just, and it's all about speed, too, <laughs> you know, because it's the fastest who get paid, and it's the fastest who get late. That's right, man. Uh, and with that yeah we'll close that we will uh, sign off and thank you guys for tuning in to episode 5 the end and the beginning yes sir we'll hopefully have one of these out in less than a month's time I'm gonna make sure that we really push this time to get episode 6 out for you and uh, yeah like we said hit us up hit us up give us some ideas you wanna talk about something Hear us talk about it. Yeah, you want to tell us about a prospect of this local area or whatever and you want us to do some research, we'll do it. Yeah, 
And if you think that there's people out there that would want to be on the podcast, yeah, that would be a good interview. That's a local athlete, yeah, coach, uh, someone who would carry on a great conversation with us about these type of topics. Episode five in the books. Well done, Trev. We'll uh, we'll plan on talking to everybody again here soon, or letting you listen to us, I guess. <laughs> yeah, follow us, leave a review, please. And we'll see you guys next time. Talk Check out Patreon time. too if you want to donate to the cause. Oh yes, yeah. There's okay, yeah. There's a little two dollar a month uh, tier, and you get some kickbacks. Once we get ten people, I think there's like, or maybe once we get five people, I'll buy the journals and we'll send yeah. out the journals. Yeah, we'll send out the journals. But for now, you just get a sticker. It's a nice, uh, clear backed. Die cut sticker. You can go on coolers, Pelican cases, at car, whatever. It's it's durable. It's nice. And, and then we'll be adding more. We'll be adding yeah, more we'll get, swag. To once it. people start to like support it, you know, we see that there's an interest. We'll definitely just pull the money. It goes right back into paying for the stuff that totally. people get. So yeah, it's not about us getting. It's not about us about getting it. money at all. We do this because we love it. That's why yeah. we started it. We we're going to do it anyways. Sports. We love getting together and hanging out and kicking yeah. it. So. But we're tr- we are trying to think long term about what are some ways that we could set this podcast up that's somewhat self sustaining in the event that, you know, who knows what happens in the future. And totally. so, um, anyways, thank you guys. Yeah. Thanks, Trev. Thanks, Corp. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.